This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, December 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. USMCA set for big house send-off. EPA sticking to its RFS plan and the Senate to clear more disaster relief. Before we begin, here's an editor's note. Because of the holidays, Daybreak will not be presented for the weeks of December 23rd and December 30th. Daybreak will return on January 6th. USMCA to provide bipartisan crown on 2019. Fresh off last night's historic impeachment votes, the House is set today to approve the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement by a landslide margin. If Democrats needed any encouragement to vote for the USMCA implementing bill, well, the AFL-CIO sent out a legislative alert yesterday urging them to vote for the pact. Senate consideration will have to wait till January, but Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa says he hopes the panel can vote on the USMCA implementing bill before the Senate impeachment trial is done. But floor action won't come until after that trial is over. Grassley told reporters yesterday, I want to get it done fast. And by the way, the top Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, has announced her support for the pact. Stabenow says she pushed for provisions to create new market share for U.S. dairy in Canada. She said this trade agreement will provide certainty for farmers who need a level playing field and markets to sell their crops. It will help open markets for wheat, poultry, and dairy farmers. Well, while in Michigan yesterday, Vice President Mike Pence sought to ensure that Trump gets the credit for updating NAFTA, even if Democrats are now supporting USMCA. Pence said, make no mistake, Michigan, President Trump got it done. RFS biofuel plan due out. The EPA is expected today to release its final 2020 rule for implementing the renewable fuel standard. Sources expect the administration to stick with its plan for reallocating previous volumes that were subject to small refinery exemptions. The proposed rule angered Midwestern farmers by basing the reallocations on Energy Department recommendations for waivers and not the amounts that the EPA actually did exempt. USDA prepares more disaster aid. The Senate today is expected to give congressional approval to the two massive spending packages that will fund the government for fiscal 2020 and avoid a shutdown coming tomorrow. Bill Northey, USDA Undersecretary for Farm and Conservation Program, says he's studying provisions in the FY20 domestic spending bill that authorize $1.5 billion in new disaster funding for 2018 and 19. Northey said there's some additional authorities for excess moisture and drought included in this bill. The disaster provision allows payments for quality losses and also for farmers who faced shorter periods of drought than required under the existing disaster program. The original $3.05 billion in disaster funding passed in June. It has proven inadequate. Farmers face Friday deadlines. Tomorrow is the deadline for farmers to sign up for the 2019 market facilitation program and dairy margin coverage. So far, about 600,000 producers have signed up for MFP, according to Northey. As of December 9th, payments to farmers have topped $10.47 billion. Some $8.6 billion went to 560,000 producers under the 2018 version of MFP, 
which is supposed to compensate farmers harmed by President Trump's trade wars. The 2020 sign-up for DMC continues to be sluggish despite an extension of the deadline. As of Monday, 10,840 producers had enrolled out of the 37,500 farms nationwide. More than 23,000 enroll for 2019. USDA allows more input on hemp rule. USDA is extending to January 29th the public comment period on its new regulations for hemp production. The interim final rule took effect October 31st, and the original deadline for comments was December 30th. Among other things, the rule imposes testing requirements for THC, the psychoactive compound found in higher amounts in marijuana. H-2A wage rates set to rise in 2020. Higher wage rates for H-2A workers are set to take effect January 2nd. Labor Department is publishing the new rates in the Federal Register today. The rates are set to rise by an average of 6%, but rates in some states will be up as much as 9 to 10%. Brazil could boost U.S. wheat imports by $70 million. Brazil is set to kick off a tariff rate quota for wheat from countries outside of the Mercosur trade agreement. That would include Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, and Uruguay as early as January 1. The move is expected to spur an additional $70 million in annual U.S. exports, that according to a new analysis from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Brazil promised the TRQ more than two decades ago, but finally agreed to implement it this year after Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro visited the White House. The measure would allow in 750,000 metric tons of wheat duty-free. The U.S. is expected to be the major supplier, although Canada and Russia are also expected to get substantial portions of the TRQ worth roughly $190 million in annual wheat sales. The FAS report says some millers in Brazil are very enthusiastic about the opening of the TRQ, noting that they have been waiting years for Brazil to make this move. Roundup lawyer charged with attempted extortion. A Virginia lawyer facing charges of extortion and conspiracy for allegedly trying to shake down Monsanto and Bayer for $200 million had legal problems before the Justice Department announcement of his arrest this week. Timothy Litzenberg was sued by his former law firm for allegedly trying to steal clients before he set up his own law firm late last year. Litzenberg and the Miller firm reached a confidential settlement. As a lawyer at Miller, Litzenberg was on the trial team for the first major Roundup cancer trial, which resulted in $289 million in verdict for a school groundskeeper, Dwayne Johnson. The verdict was reduced to $78 million and is on appeal. Litzenberg could not be reached for comment. EPA sued over packing plants. Twelve environmental groups are suing EPA for not updating its pollution limits for slaughterhouses that discharge processed wastewater directly into streams. The suit, technically a petition for review, was filed yesterday in the 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Richmond, Virginia. EPA decided in October not to update its affluent limits or self-pretreatment standards for meat and poultry plants that send their wastewater to sewage plants before discharging into rivers and streams. Here's today's He Said It. I'm giving it prayerful thought. 
that Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana on whether he would release his hold on USDA nominees after the White House releases its RFS rule. He said, I have a number of reasons for the holes, and I don't put holes on things lightly. I try not to be an obstructionist, but every now and then, you got to grab a principle and hang on. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, December 19th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Acropulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.